Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody, and live from Matt Schaub's front yard, it's the 4th and Inches <laughs> Show with Jenna and the Sherpa. Jenna, how are you this week? Uh, tough luck for your Cowboys this past weekend, but then again, my Giants didn't uh, do so well either. If I'm going to lose to the Broncos, uh, that's probably the most encouraging way to lose. That might be the most encouraging loss of the season for the Cowboys. I'm I'm feeling okay. More so than the Chargers loss? A little more so than the Chargers loss. <laughs> so, well, I I don't know. With the, the Giants, obviously, that's not good that they're 0-5. But on the other hand, there's still only two games out of first place. As I was saying to you, before the show, if they get to be three games back, then I'll officially hop off the bandwagon, throw in the towel, you know, whatever other metaphor you want to use. But for right now, I'll, I'll still give them the benefit of the doubt. Tomorrow night's going to be tough against uh, Chicago, but we'll, yes, we'll see is. if they can regroup. It'll, it'll be an interesting game to watch, if nothing else. One of, yeah, <clears> it'll be one more interesting better, if Alshon Jeffrey is still injured, but uh, we'll see about that. Yeah. There so, were a lot of big injuries this week. Not so good yeah, the, for especially wide receivers. No, the Julio Jones, I, I was just, I'm in <clears> nine <throat> leagues this season, and I had Julio Jones on four of my nine teams. So that Oof. was obviously, you know, losing my first or second round pick in, in uh, yeah. half of my leagues pretty much. That was that was a killer. But uh, anyway, that's all part of the fantasy football. You know, you just have to... True. Do the best you can and pick up the new guys and just look to make incremental improvements in your roster every week and nobody's going to feel sorry for you because everybody's got their own injuries and bye weeks yeah, and everything those, else those to deal with. Yeah, because those people probably have somebody's got Owen Daniels with his broken leg and uh, Mod Bradshaw's having neck surgery now. It's crazy out there. Yeah, yeah, but. So anyway, now speaking of crazy, how can people get in touch with the proceedings here if they want to participate <laughs> in the show? Well, we'll be here until 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time, as we are every Wednesday night. And if you want to get a hold of us, you can call at 347-989-8088. That's 347-989-8088. You can tweet us at the number 4THNInches show. That's the number four THN Inches Show, or you can find the Sherpa and I on Twitter. He is Fantasy underscore Sherpa. I am JKIM16. You can always email us at the number four THN Inches Show at gmail.com. The chat room is open on the Blog Talk Radio site. You can find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page and at FantasyFootballSherpa.com all week long. Uh, of course, tonight we'll be going through all the week's, week six matchups. Uh, we'll be touching on injuries, telling you who to start, who to sit, and answering your questions along the way. Uh, and we do have two teams on a bye this week. It, again, doesn't make sense to me why we don't have a set number of teams on buys every week, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. This week it's Atlanta and Miami. Because um, nine doesn't go evenly into 32, but why it has well, to be it nine doesn't, instead but I mean, of eight at least is, some makes of the no weeks. sense. Just, uh. Yeah, I mean, so far this is our our third bye week, and first week we had two teams off, and then last, the last week last we were missing four teams, and then this week two again. You know, just, you know, the average has to be you know, somewhere between three and four, I guess, to spread it out over nine weeks. But 
you know, the, the thing is you just get the feeling that one of these weeks we're going to be missing 12 teams all of a sudden and yeah. everybody's fantasy like lineups are going to be in, in disarray. Yeah, well, sometimes it feels like my fantasy lineup's in disarray regardless. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> but hopefully we can fix that tonight. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll try to fix that tonight. But, uh, yeah, with Atlanta and Miami, Chances are, if you're missing anything, well, Julio Jones, you would have been missing him anyway. But you're probably saying, not missing any Roddy White may miss. Roddy White may miss another week after this bye week. So, all yeah, of a sudden, he's, well, I, I think Roddy White is somebody that hopefully you haven't started him the last couple of weeks, I and mean, he's clearly not been healthy all season. And when he's putting up three catches for 16 yards, no matter where you drafted him, at some point, you know that's you just have to call a spade a spade and say whether it's mm-hmm. because he's not healthy or he's lost a step or whatever it is, he's just not really worth starting in your fantasy lineup at this point. No. I'd rather have Devon Bess in my starting lineup at this point than, than Roddy White <laughs> or Terrence Williams. But Terrence Williams is a little more obvious of the choice. I think when you catch – whatever it was, three balls for 152 yards, you know, that's a pretty big explosion. Devon Bess isn't going to have any 150-yard games, but he's always six catches for 60 yards, six catches for 70 yards. He's kind of like Danny Amendola light. Like, he's going to get you a handful of catches and some yards, and he'll be really good. Without all the games that Danny Amendola misses. Yeah. I guess that makes him Danny Amendola heavy, maybe. (laughs) Yeah. Of course, he won't score any touchdowns, but that's beside the point. That's all right. So getting back to Atlanta and Miami for a second, so you're you're not going to be missing any running backs from either of those teams because Steven Jackson has been out for a few weeks now, and you're probably not starting Jekyll Rogers, even though he did score the two touchdowns Monday night against the Jets in the game, which I predicted that the Jets would win. You were right. Thank you very much. You were right. Yeah, every sure, even broken. Right. We all heard it. Even broken first. clock. When I said that to some people, <laughs> they said, "Are you sure you didn't go back and doctor that pick after the fact?" And I said, "No, you can go back and listen to last Wednesday's show." Yeah, there's but, no doctoring it. <laughs> nope, you can't fake our show. So, anyway, um, we'd sound a lot so, smarter if you could. <laughs> right. We, we were thinking of doing the show on Sunday night and looking back at the previous week's games, <laughs> but that probably would have limited value to our audience. So, I but, think so. So Atlanta and Miami, maybe quarterbacks, definitely Ryan is a starter in most leagues, although he may not be for very long going forward. Um, Miami, Tannehill has been having a decent season. Receivers, you were starting Julio Jones before this week. You were probably, if you had Mike Wallace, maybe even Brian Hartline on your team, you were probably starting them. So I think that's Antonio Gonzalez for Atlanta and maybe even Charles Clay. So, it seems like quarterback, wide receiver, and tight ends are the positions you might be missing somebody. You probably weren't starting any of the running backs on either teams at this point. Yeah, I hope not. Yeah, for your sake, for any <laughs> for any listener's sake. But uh, the, the yeah. one guy, and we'll move on to the games in just a second here, but the one guy that I find kind of intriguing as a potential lineup uh, as a waiver wire pickup from Atlanta is mm-hmm. their second tight end, Levine uh, Toilolo, the guy that they drafted to eventually be Tony Gonzalez's replacement. And I don't think they're going to replace Tony Gonzalez. I, this 
nonsense about trading him. I mean, yeah, I'm sure if somebody came along and offered them five first-round draft picks for Tony Gonzalez, they would take it, but obviously nobody in their right mind is going to do that. Plus, plus I think Tony Gonzalez is one of those guys where he wants to stay with the team his whole career. Like, he came back to the Falcons, not to another team. Well, he came back to what he thought was a Super Bowl contender, and at this point they're obviously not. Well, a lot of people thought they were. I think you and I thought they were. (laughs) Well, put it this way, the Giants are closer to first place the Giants are two games closer to first place at this point than the Falcons are. Uh, yeah. Falcons yeah, are four games closer. back. Giants are only two games back. Who would you rather be? I'd rather be the Giants than the Falcons right now because the Falcons, the only way they get in is the wild card, and you figure the Chicago Green Bay loser is probably getting one wild card, and the San Francisco Seattle loser is probably getting the other one. And I don't see a way for Atlanta to make Atlanta the would have at to, this point. Atlanta would have to lose maybe one more game to realistically get And that's get not happening. There's no way. Although no. crazier things have happened. It just helps to have wider No, I, I don't think anything crazier has happened than that. That would be, <laughs> that would be an all-time crazy if that were to happen. Yeah. But, that would be something, though. Yeah, so why don't we uh, just dive right into this week's games. I'll hold my nose and <laughs> say that the first game up this week is my beloved Giants at the Chicago Bears, the Thursday night game. And uh, as much as I would like to pick the Giants, I just can't do that with a clear conscience. I think short week, no, no David Wilson, just the Giants are a mess right now, especially on defense. I thinks and Eli for whatever reason seems intent on throwing at least two or three interceptions in the fourth quarter of every game and given all that there's just no way I can pick them I say Chicago wins this 28-20 I hope I'm wrong but I yeah you think, you can't have it both ways you gotta pick one team or the other and I'm picking Chicago do you think the interceptions are somehow contagious in the city of New York like Mark Sanchez isn't there to throw them all so like somebody else has to Maybe well, you like Smith apparently got inoculated against that because he was 18 for 23 with no interceptions Monday night. Of course, he threw three picks in the fourth quarter of the New England game that they lost. But yeah, I, right now it's almost if you gave me the choice this week, there's actually a two quarterback league where I have the mm-hmm. choice between starting as a second quarterback. My first quarterback, ironically, is Jay Cutler, which I'm sure makes you happy. <laughs> but my second quarterback, I have a choice between. Eli Manning and Geno Smith, and I'm actually going to start Geno Smith against Pittsburgh this weekend rather than Eli against the Bears. As crazy as it sounds, I think you have to. Like, I don't think there's any way to justify not doing that. Well, you could. I mean, to me, that's flip a coin, but I, I just think that there's there's too much going against the Giants right now, and I still blame most of it on their offensive line, but Eli's back to being the Eli he was early in his career where he had questionable decision-making skills and always threw for a ton of yards and offset that with a ton of interceptions. And it seems like he's regressed. This is sort of uh, Benjamin Button or whatever. Yeah, not, but, not a good uh, sign. No. <laughs> so, anyway, who do you like, if anyone, for uh, New York as far as starters this week goes? Uh, it's it's kind of slim pickings here. Like you said, there's – I say this every week. Thursday night games make me crazy. Uh, the Giants on a short week going to Chicago, uh, playing against a not terrible Bears team. Uh, they clearly don't have their act together right now. Like their offense is a mess. Their defense isn't much better. Like you said, their run game is going to be pretty non-existent this week. Uh, yeah, Eli unless Manning, Michael Cox is 
much better than everybody thinks, but uh, that's yeah, unlikely to be the case. Yeah, they've been hiding him this whole time. I, I sort of think that might not happen, <laughs> but, you know, well, they're not going to give know. Brandon Jacobs 35 carries. I mean, I would hope not, but I just, I don't really know how they expect to score a ton of points here, but Eli, really only a second quarterback option, because he is going to throw for some yards. I, I think he may throw for a couple of touchdowns, but it's hard to say when the interceptions will happen and how effective he's really going to be here. I would stay away from all of the running backs. Um, Victor Cruz and Hakeem Nix, I could be persuaded to start. I'd like them a lot more as flex options, but they're getting targets, at least Victor Cruz's, and hopefully nobody will have temper tantrums on the sideline that will prevent them from catching balls, but I would say stay away from, I, I love Brandon Myers, but stay away from the tight end, the defense, the kicker, pretty much most of the Giants this week. The only way the Giants can win this game is if Eli throws one interception or fewer, and, and I don't think that's happening, but we'll see. Although so Jay Cutler Chicago, could cough up six interceptions. You just don't know. No, that, that's not happening. They they would run <laughs> the ball all night before they would let him throw six interceptions. He's I, I don't I, – I think he's better than most people give him credit for, especially when he has both a running game and a passing game and a good defense. You know, his well, offensive line is certainly a lot better than it was a few years ago. Yeah, I mean, he's not getting sacked as much. That helps. Well, I think that's Eli's problem. You know, if he holds on to the ball for more than two or three seconds, he's under siege. So you know, part of that is on him that he has to – get rid of the ball more quickly and you know part of that is on the offensive coordinators you know, you know that's his responsibility too to just throw more mm-hmm. you know slot patterns and things that slant patterns and things that uh, get the ball out more quickly but uh, we'll see so for Chicago I would start quarterback Jay Cutler running back Matt Forte wide receiver Brandon Marshall in the defense Elshon Jeffrey had a great weekend last weekend but Questionable with an ankle injury. He's a flex option for me this week. If he's not there, Earl Bennett is a decent flex option. Tight end is tight end is tight end <laughs> Martellus is what I was trying to say, not tight end is Martell. Tight end is Martellus Bennett is questionable with a knee injury. He's a decent flex option and kicker Robbie Gold. Good to go. And Michael Bush, I would not start. So that's that's actually there was a lot of offense in last Thursday night's game, but that seems to have been the exception rather than the rule. But of course even there there were twists and turns because both Cleveland and Buffalo lost their starting quarterback. So if you picked up Ryan Hoyer and thought you were being clever to pick up a bye week replacement last mm-hmm. week, then that didn't work out so well. No. Not at all. Poor Cleveland. And I'm guessing nobody started Brandon Weeden last week. I would hope not. <laughs> Just, so, yeah, uh, if you did, call in the show and let us know. Better yeah, if you're, well, we're still waiting for our Omaha steaks and. Uh, yeah, they haven't come yet. Other, <laughs> right. So, anyway, on to the Sunday games, the early Sunday games. First one up, Baltimore surprised me last week by beating Miami in Miami, but they, they surprised they me. Seem like, yeah, I, I think they're going to, well, who knows? That division, it seems like anybody but Pittsburgh, and maybe even Pittsburgh still has a chance, but we'll see. So Green Bay traveling to Baltimore this Sunday. Uh, I I think this is another down week for Baltimore. I think their offense will score points, but 
their defense will give up more points than they'll score. So, ergo, I think they'll lose. Green Bay, I say they win this game 34-27. Yeah, I'd say Green Bay's winning by at least a touchdown. I mean, we've seen flashes of this offense looking very, very good. And it it'll certainly help having a run game. They seem to sort of have dipped a toe in the water of having a functional run game between Eddie Lacy and James Starks. Um, I just, Baltimore, yeah, they won last week. I did not expect them to. I still don't feel like they're all the way there. And I think Green Bay's a little hungrier right now. They need this win. Um, the division's a little tougher than some others. So I'm looking at you, the NFC East. But uh, I think Green Bay will win this comfortably. Uh, and as far as the offense goes, I like a lot of them this week. Aaron Rodgers, absolutely, I'll start. Uh, if Eddie Lacy plays after his concussion, which it looks like he might be, I would start him. Uh, Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb, and James Jones, that, that trifecta of receivers, I'd start all of them. Again, this is turning into a situation that's a couple of guys are going to get those deep touchdown passes. You just aren't sure who's it going to be, but they throw enough that it's worthwhile to start any of the three I would say no to the defense because like you said Baltimore's offense is going to score some points and but I would start the kicker I think Mason Crosby is a good start this week your Michael Finley what's your take on him I'm staying away from him this week I don't think there's going to be enough there I think there are better tight end matchups okay for Boston for Boston listen to me for Baltimore (laughs) I'm going to start quarterback Joe Flacco running back Ray Rice wide receiver Torrey Smith Tandon Dawson's had a couple of nice games in a row. He's a decent flex option this week. Tight end Dallas Clark was looking great until last week when I said to start him. And Ed Dixon went nuts. Well, he didn't go nuts, but he had a semi-respectable game. I think both Clark and Dixon are are decent flex options if you're in a deeper league. Kicker Justin Tucker is good to start. Running back Bernard Pierce, I would not start. Green Bay's run defense, okay, and Ray Rice back at full strength, so wide receivers Marlon Brown and Jacoby Jones don't start either of them and stay away from the Ravens' defense as well. Easy enough. All right, now we move on to Philadelphia at Tampa Bay. I don't know what got into with Sean McCoy this week saying that no Sean Moreno sucks, and then they were asking him on Wednesday whether you think Doug Martin so actually, they didn't even give him a chance. He just started off his press conference by saying he thought Doug Martin was really good, which presumably means he doesn't oh, think he random. sucks then. But, yeah, yeah, it's just bizarre. Maybe he's just jealous that he doesn't does play LaShawn on the team. Ma- does can... LaShawn McCoy realize LaShawn Marino would absolutely kick his butt in a fight? Like, you shouldn't be saying things like that. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, I the, think LaShawn Marino was kicked. I think the Broncos, well, the Broncos kicked the Eagles' butt in, on the field yeah. a couple of weeks ago, but it, it seems like McCoy is, is still just upset about being drafted about 40 places after no Sean Moreno back in 2009 or whenever that was. But uh, Yeah, I think, I think McCoy's made up his money difference in incentives in this time. I think he's doing okay. <laughs> yeah, at this point, I think you would – it wouldn't be a stretch to argue that his pro career has been a tad bit more successful than Noshan Moreno's, but just just a tad. But anyway, all Tampa Bay, they're obviously a mess. You know, they let go of Josh Freeman this week. He winds up in Minnesota. So he went from a team that was from one team that had a bye last week to another team that had a bye last week. Maybe he'll go to another one next week. Yeah, they could just keep, (laughs) 
wasn't it Randy Moss? Didn't he end up with yeah. like three bye weeks in a row? A few, <laughs> yeah. Years I like ago, that. I, I wanted I to make you getting that. traded. Yeah, or no, it was he played on two Monday night games in a row. Where he played in the same stadium as a visiting player two weeks in a row. There was something bizarre like that when he went to the uh, um, when he went to the Vikings that season. Brett Favre was mm-hmm. there, but anyway, back to the matter at hand here. We've got Philadelphia playing uh, Tampa Bay. Philadelphia, they could very well be in first place, or at least tied for first place after this week. I don't think there's any way they lose this game, even with Nick Foles as their starting quarterback as it comes to that. I'm going to say that they'll win this game by almost two touchdowns regardless of who their quarterback is. I'll say Philadelphia 34, Tampa 21. I like your pick, actually. I I can support that. Um, Obviously, I'm excited since I really like Nick Foles as quarterback. Um, apparently it's just Nick Foles and I who, who have that feeling, but that's okay. Um, his mom does too. I would hope so, but you never know. She might be into the running quarterback. It's hard to say. But it is. there is still a Isn't chance that Isn't it kind of funny Michael... that a team called Philly has a quarterback named Foles? <laughs> I never thought about it. I always just think about how much he looks like Napoleon Dynamite when I see him. <laughs> uh. But hopefully nah, he'll do better I, I think, at the box office. Yeah, you can only hope. I think he'll be all right this week. Um, it, there is still an outside chance that Michael Vick will play. Uh, it's it's pretty doubtful, but Chip Kelly, you just don't know what he's going to do. Uh, most likely it's going to be Nick Foles, and if it is, I like him at more as a second quarterback option because I think they're going to be using LaShawn McCoy and his, his awesome better-than-Noshawn Marino running ability to – Barry Tampa. Uh, I do like Deshaun Jackson and obviously Deshaun McCoy. I like Jason Avant as a flex option. He and Nick Foles have always had good chemistry together. Um, I would stay away from the tight ends, though. Uh, normally, Brent Selleck might be a good start when you have a different quarterback coming in, but they've been running a couple of different tight ends out there and doing some weird things. It's just I don't think Selleck's getting enough looks, especially this week when I think they're going to be more run-heavy. I would say no to the defense, but yes to the kicker. I could be persuaded on the defense, but I think you have some better matchups. So, I, actually, one quick Chip, Chip Kelly note. A friend of mine on Facebook noted the other day, and he's obviously a Philly sports fan, but Chip Kelly is now the longest tenured coach of any of the no, four major that's actually not Philadelphia true. coaches. If you count soccer, the Philadelphia Union coach has been there for a year. No, we're we're not counting soccer. I mean, no offense. <laughs> I said the four major sports. All right. Well, Philadelphia people have been getting very upset about that. What about having all new coaches? No, about the fact that no one's giving their soccer coach props. It's weird. That's funny. I haven't heard any Philadelphia people complaining about that. So I'm I know you live closer to Philadelphia than I do, so maybe <laughs> you get that vibe more than I do. But I, I just can't imagine people calling in Angelo Cataldi and Gary Cobb on WIP and uh, complaining that the, the soccer team there isn't getting enough uh, airtime. Nah, you'd be surprised. Philly people like to complain. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, I'd better bite my tongue. But uh, <laughs> anyway, so I, I did live there for eight years, so I, I have some idea of what I speak. But um, but anyway, so for Tampa, running back Doug Martin is a start. Wide receivers Vincent Jackson and Mike Williams start. 
Uh, rookie tight end Tim Wright. Uh, he's a decent flex option in a deeper league. I would not start quarterback Mike Glennon. Tight end Luke Stocker is on IR. Tight end Tom Crabtree, mm-hmm. questionable with an ankle injury, even though he did practice today, if you care. Kicker Ryan Lindell, don't start him and stay away from Tampa's defense. All right. Let's keep rolling. All right. Moving right along, now we get to Pittsburgh at the Jets. And if you had asked most people before the season started, who do you think would have more wins going into week six of the season, Pittsburgh or the Jets? I'm guessing that at least eight out of ten, if not ten out of ten, would have picked Pittsburgh. But lo and behold, it's the Jets that actually have a winning record right now, and Pittsburgh is sitting there at 0-4. So what do you think happens this week? I'll say that the Jets keep Pittsburgh winless, not by much, just by a field goal. I think this is actually a pretty good matchup for Pittsburgh, but I'll still pick the Jets to pull this out. They seem to like living on the edge this season. Nothing comes easy to them, but they are finding ways to win games. So I'll, I'll pick New York to win this 27-24 as the, the Geno Smith uh, miracle continues. 27-24. I might go even a lower score than that. I think Pittsburgh's going to win on a late fourth quarter field goal. Um, I I just, at some point, they have to win a game. And I just think the Jets maybe used up a little too much of their magic last week. The wheels may come off a little bit here, but... They are at home. Crazier things have happened than the Jets beating teams two weeks in a row. We would not have predicted that, but it could happen. I I think this will be a close game. Fantasy-wise, I don't love much for Pittsburgh. Not a lot of guys have shown us they're worth being on a fantasy roster right now. I like Ben Roethlisberger more as a second quarterback. Um, I'll start LeVon Bell. I'll start Antonio Brown, and I'll start the kicker, but that's it. I, I like the receivers. Actually, one guy that's having quietly a pretty decent season that's still on a lot of waiver wires is Jericho Cotchery. I like Jericho I mean, yes, Cotchery. In name, he's their third wide receiver, but he's you know, he also actually, used to be a Jet. He also used to be a Jet, right? So you know, maybe they'll throw the ball to him fifty times to show up Rex Ryan, but That'd be probably cool. not. <laughs> Probably not, but it'd be cool if they did. <laughs> it would be neat. Yeah, just you can quadruple team him because you know we're gonna talk we're gonna throw it at him on every play. See what happens. <laughs> then I I could almost guarantee you the Jets would win the game. But so for the Jets this week, quite honestly, there's not a lot that I would say you definitely have to start running back Bilal Powell. I would start in wide receiver Stephen Hill, I think is as um as Geno Smith continues to improve I think Hill will also see his stats go up. Uh, Geno Smith, second quarterback for me this week. Wide receiver Jeremy Curley, flex option. Tight end Kellen Winslow, flex option. Kicker Nick Volk, okay to start. And the defense, okay to start. Running backs Chris Ivory and Mike Goodson, keep them on your bench. Wide receiver Santonio Holmes, questionable with his foot and hamstring and other injuries, assorted injuries. Uh, Keep them on the bench. And uh, tight end Jeff Cumberland, I, you know, he catches the ball every few games, but I'm I'm not starting him. Yeah, he's he's one of those tight ends that just wants to suck you in and have him get off your waiver wire, and it's never gonna work out. Just 
leave him there. You say that about Zach Miller, but I would still rather have Zach Miller than Jeff Cumberland, although Zach Miller didn't play last week, so Jeff Cumberland had a better week than he did. See, I win already. I didn't even have to be a part of the argument, and I already won. <laughs> you can't win if you don't play. I mean, you can't. You can't. Well, that's a walkover if it were in fighting terms, but anyway. So next game up, we've got Carolina at Minnesota. Minnesota, they there's, finally won a game. There's another tight end I don't usually like, Greg Olson. <laughs> no, I, I like Greg Olson. Yeah, I've come actually, I like on both. Him. I like both the tight ends in this game, but I like Olson more than Kyle Rudolph. But never mind the tight ends. I just think Carolina has a little bit more balance on offense than the Vikings do. Vikings, there's a lot of potential there, especially at wide receiver. But you know, since they don't know from one week to the next who their quarterback is going to be. It looks at this point, I'm assuming yeah, it's not it tr- it Castle. Me it's that... definitely not going to be Freeman. It might be Ponder, but more likely Castle. But regardless, I say Carolina wins this game. I'll pick Carolina 27, Minnesota 21. It troubles me that Minnesota signed Josh Freeman and then immediately the next day had to say, hey, he's not going to start at quarterback this week. That shouldn't even have to be said. <laughs> That's how that's how bad their offense is right now. We signed this guy off the street yesterday. He's not going to start for us this week. Like, I don't like that. Well, but I, I don't do know. agree. It, I think. Well, I agree that this will be a close game. Uh, I think Carolina has probably more going for it offensively that they're going to edge out Minnesota. But I would love to see Adrian Peterson just run all over this Panthers defense. I just don't know if it's going to happen since there's no pass game to take away from the run defense. And by the so, way, just I guess, in case people haven't noticed, Adrian Peterson is not going to rush for 2,500 yards this season. I just thought I'd put that out there. Thank you, Stat Tracker. <laughs> well, he said before just, the season he would do it, and I was saying that was that was there was just maybe, no way that was going to happen. Maybe we should ask Lashawn McCoy if he thinks that Adrian Peterson's a good running back. <laughs> uh, you'll probably <laughs> give him a pass <laughs> or a run, but anyway, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, I I like. I guess I'm picking Carolina by default. Um, fantasy wise, there's a lot to to go with for Carolina this week. I think you can comfortably start Cam Newton. I'd uh, start D'Angelo Williams and Mike Tolbert. I'm okay with starting Steve Smith. And tight end Greg Olson. I like Ted Ginn Jr. maybe as a flex option, uh, especially on a week when you've got a couple of good wide receivers on a bye. I like the defense, but I'm saying no to the kicker. I, I think I'd rather have Brandon LaFell. I know Ginn is faster, perhaps, but I just – LaFell gets more targets than Ginn does, so that's – I mean, again, neither one of those guys is more than a flex option. I would agree with that. Yeah. But I think I might rather have Ginn, but we'll Flip see. <laughs> so speaking of a mess at wide receiver, that could also describe Minnesota. Greg mm-hmm. Jennings, okay. Jerome Simpson seems to be establishing himself as their number two. But, you know, Cordero Patterson hasn't been what they were hoping for, at least not yet. Jarius Wright had a very promising rookie season, but not doing anything. So the only guy I would definitely start for Minnesota this week is, surprise, surprise, drum roll, please, Adrian Peterson. What? I'm shocked. (laughs) Yeah, I I, I know that's why I said it first, to give give you a little (laughs) bit of time to recoup before we 
um, before we regroup, before we and recoup, but to regroup yeah. and recoup before we discuss the next game. Greg Jennings, Jerome Stenson, flex options, Kyle Rudolph, flex option, defense okay to start. Whoever the quarterback is, Christian Ponder, mm-hmm. Matt Castle, you shouldn't have to ponder your decision for very long. Don't start them. <laughs> Josh Freeman, obviously not starting. Cordero Patterson, don't start. And sorry, Blair Walsh fans, but yet again, not this week. Blair Walsh project. Blair Walsh, no Blair Walsh project this week either. So. Terrible. All right. Moving right along, Oakland to Kansas City. For some reason, unbeknownst to me, even though they've beaten every NFC East team except for Washington already, can you believe there's some people out there, Jenna, that still don't believe in Kansas City? I don't Maybe it was the fact that they started off their season about. by playing Jacksonville. Maybe it was you the can't fact fault that they them for the schedule maker. They didn't, no. they didn't choose Jacksonville well, first. Figure they could probably go five and six the rest of the season, which I don't think they're going to do. I think they'll be better than that. But they could go five because they have to play Oakland twice, but including this weekend. But they could probably go five and six and still make the playoffs. It, re- realistically, you still have to like Denver to win that division unless something unforeseen happens to Peyton Manning. But Kansas City, right now, you'd have to look at them and say they have a, a good shot at, at being one of the wild card teams. They sure do. And I would like to say that the one year you were not on the bandwagon, I was firmly on it. Crazy. But in the city, they could go to the playoffs and represent the NFC East at this point because they're leading the NFC East. <laughs> well, that's true. And they played more games against other <laughs> yeah. NFC East teams than any of the NFC East teams have. But that's beside the point. Give them so. the division. It's fine. Yeah. I'm sure, no, right. I'm sure nobody They're 3-0 and in the NFC East. So... You know, they they should own a few tiebreakers by now. But anyway, so I'm going to pick Kansas City. I think this is a closer game than people will um, figure, but I'll I'll pick Kansas City to win this by four. Kansas City 24, Oakland 20. I think Kansas City wins this more by like 14. <laughs> I don't think I it's hope you're be that right, close. but I just I can't. I'm not that far just, on the bandwagon I, yet. I'm I'm on the Any bandwagon. Any team that has to rely on a few good bounces to beat Tennessee, which admittedly they have a good defense, but not a very good offense. I just, I can't see them blowing anybody out, much less Oakland. Well, I think they're blowing Oakland out. I don't like a lot of Oakland's offense this week. Um, Really only a second quarterback option for Terrell Pryor. I like Denarius more, and I honestly don't want to start anybody else. No Michael Rivera for you. No Michael Rivera for me. I respect Kansas City. Marcel Reese is maybe coming back this week. Well, I mean, he played last weekend, but he might be healthier this week. Jennings, supposedly healthy enough to play McFadden. They both practice today. The fact that you have to say supposedly and maybe before every player is not a good sign. No, it's not. But (laughs) then again, Jamal Charles supposedly has foot problems still, but... I don't see people running out to well, grab Miles Davis. But feet still seem what, to work pretty good. <laughs> yeah, the feet are working pretty well there, but you just wonder if eventually that, I mean, he had the preseason injury, and you just wonder if eventually he's going to break down for, yeah, that, that's the one thing that could really derail their season in a hurry. Yeah, I think he and Alex Smith are the two guys that they can't afford to lose, but 
Yeah. We'll see. But for Kansas City, start Jamal Charles, start wide receiver Dwayne Bowe, start the defense. Alex Smith, good second quarterback. Wide receiver Donnie Avery quietly having a good season, but he's also quietly questionable with a shoulder injury. So this week, supposedly can't lift his arm above his shoulder. That doesn't bode very well for catching That's okay. Throw it to passes. the numbers. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. Know, we'll see. <laughs> I, you know, just put, put some dirt on it and get back out there, kid. Yeah, no um, big deal. Sean, Sean McGrath has is, is, had a couple of good games in a row now as tight end. Meanwhile, uh, Travis Kelsey out for the season now. Um, oh, and sad about Anthony Pisano, no, no sign of him. You know, actually he was at practice, but not fully participating. So it looks like it's going to be not McGrath again. So McGrath is a reasonable flex option. Ryan suck up the kicker is a good start. Wide receiver Dexter McCluster is a no. Kelsey, as we met and um, mentioned already, is done for the year. Anthony Pisano questionable with ankle and knee injuries. So yeah, even though. They keep winning games, fantasy-wise. There's not a lot to love about that team. No, but I still like them. <laughs> well, I, I do too. I'm, I'm certainly not complaining. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, but uh, you know, I'll, I'll be all red in the face if they keep winning like this. But we'll see. Watch out! So. Don't get too red. <laughs> all right. Now, next game up, we've got. St. Louis at Houston. What on earth is going on in Houston there? That just, I, I don't know. I, I can't, I just can't imagine that a team that talented fell that flat against San Francisco. But, I mean, I know San Francisco is a good team, but. Yeah. So is Houston, supposedly. Yeah, I mean, they've lost a couple of tough games in the Seattle me. game, but you can't tell me that they can't bounce back from that. But if they lose this game this week, then I think, you know, not only Matt Shaw, but probably Gary Kubiak should be looking over their shoulder. But I, I think I, Gary Kubiak I, needs to be looking over his shoulder regardless. But Matt Shaw... You know, I, well, the fact that he had to come out this week and say I had to think long and hard about who I wanted my starting quarterback this week to be, whether T.J. Yates or Matt mm-hmm. Shaw, I mean, come on, give me a break. A, you know, in my mind, there's no comparison, but B, as a head coach, you can't be saying stuff like that you can't say in that. public. No. You know, if you're going to have your hands ringing and your honks, just do that offline somewhere. You, know, you can't be saying that in public. The press might like it, but uh, you're not doing your locker room any favors by saying that. But anyway, be that as it may, I still think Houston wins this game pretty handily. St. Louis. They're they're headed for another top five draft pick this season. I say Houston wins this game by at least two touchdowns. I'll pick Houston 31 over St. Louis 14. I like it. I hope they can win by that much. I think Houston's going to win regardless. Just I think a, a big strong statement win. I feel like a college football analyst when I say things like that, but they need they need a strong statement win here. Um, you're right, Houston. Just what a mess, but. Fantasy-wise for St. Louis, not a lot to get excited about. Sam Bradford, more a second quarterback option. I do like Austin Pettis and Tavon yeah, Austin. Well. Yeah, um, beyond that, not not a lot to go for here. This is not a good matchup. Given, you're, you're not buying him? Just not this week. I, I don't okay. know how much the St. Louis offense is going to be able to do against Houston's defense. Now, a couple guys on St. Louis that are – sort of driving me 
up the wall or um, a couple guys that were highly touted coming into the season. That would be running backs, Daryl, running back Daryl yeah. Richardson, tight end Jared Cook. Both of those guys have been, I think it's fair Hot to say, pretty major disappointments so far. <laughs> yeah. Zach Stacy had a better game than Daryl Richardson last week. And Lance Kendricks has is is arguably been a better tight end the last couple mm-hmm. weeks, certainly from a fantasy standpoint, than Jared Cook has been. Yeah, I can agree with that. I, this team's a little dysfunctional. Yeah. So for Houston, they may also be dysfunctional, but it's at a higher level of dysfunction than St. Louis. Mm-hmm. So therefore, True. I'm going to tell you to start running back Arian Foster and running back Ben Tate, wide receivers Andre Johnson, DeAndre um, Hopkins, mm-hmm. and kicker. Apparently you have to have Andre in your name to be a, a wide receiver for Houston. You don't even get drafted if you don't anymore. Apparently so not. So nope. and kicker Randy Bullock is a good start, defense good start. Quarterback Matt Schaub, second quarterback for me. He should run wild this week, but, again, I'd be hedging just a little bit on him. Tight end Garrett Graham with Owen Daniels now out for, uh, I think, eight Four weeks with his yeah. leg injury. You, you don't want to start him. So Garrett Graham, he should see a lot of targets in the meantime. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, they're a mess. But, again, against St. Louis, they should look like a Super Bowl champ. All right, let's keep moving. 19 minutes. All right. How many games do we still have? We still have quite a few. So, uh, um, eight. Eight. <laughs> All right, we can do this. We're halfway through. We're less than halfway through the show in 19 minutes. Left. We can do this. All right. <laughs> Don't think so. The gun starts now. Cincinnati at Buffalo. Uh, the, yeah. Well, yeah, that's, that's Cincinnati. That they they did surprise me by uh, handling Tom Brady last week, so you got to give them. They did good for that. them. Yeah, but they they still only scored what thirteen points, so I'm not going to get too excited about that. I don't look at Buffalo, crazy for saying they're not making the playoffs. Yeah, well, we'll see. That division, I think any team except Pittsburgh could arguably win that, but we'll see. I'll, I'll pick Cincinnati to win this game, but more of a coin toss. But I'll pick Cincinnati 28, Buffalo 24, assuming that Buffalo can trot out a respectable quarterback, which may be asking for too much. I'm taking Cincinnati only because Buffalo is starting a guy who was on the practice squad three days ago. Not that there's anything wrong with practice squad guys. They're just not as good as regular quarterbacks. Um Andy Dalton, more second quarterback option for me. I like Ben Jarvis Green-Ellis and Giovanni Bernard. I like A.J. Green. That's a no-brainer. I'm starting the kicker and the defense, and that's it. For Buffalo, I'd start running back C.J. Spiller and Fred Jackson, tight end Scott Chandler. Wide receiver Steve Johnson, questionable with back injury. He's more of a flex option for me. Robert Woods is somebody who's quietly having a good uh, rookie season as a wide receiver, Mm -hmm. so uh, look to him, see if he's on your waiver wire if you need to fill in this week. Kicker Dan Carpenter is a decent start. Defense should be okay. Quarterback, I don't know if it's, whether it's Thaddeus Lewis, Jeff Toole, you don't want to start either of those guys. E.J. Manuel, obviously not since he's out, and wide receiver T.J. Graham had a few catches last week, but I'm still not buying no, no. Let's move away from right. Buffalo's quarterback situation. All right. Moving on to uh, another game. If you had asked before the season starts, who do you think would have a more potent passing attack and who do you think will have more wins 
at this point in the season, Detroit or Cleveland. I think most people would have said Detroit, no brainer, but Calvin Johnson actually missed a game, which is pretty surprising I because he's like kind of like that Tom Brady thing when Tom Brady always used to be listed right. as probable with, with his shoulder, shoulder injury. injury every week, and Calvin Johnson's always questionable with a knee injury. Well, last week was the helpers over today. and lightning struck, so. But just, we'll just, see. Hopefully like he'll him. be back playing this week. And assuming that he is, I think Detroit wins this game. Nate Burleson might be back. Well, actually, no, I think he's going to be out, but we'll see. But you know, either way, the, the main thing there is whether they get Calvin Johnson back. If they do, and assuming they do, I say Detroit wins this by a field goal. I'll pick Detroit 24, Cleveland 21. I agree. If Calvin Johnson plays, Detroit wins. If he doesn't play, I'll give it to Cleveland and crazy Brandon Whedon. But Matt Stafford's more second quarterback option for me. Uh, I like Reggie Boys. Excuse me, Reggie Bush and Joyke Bell. Obviously, if Calvin Johnson plays, I'm going to start him. He's a machine. I'm going to start the kicker and the defense. I don't think Nate Burleson's going to play this week. If he does, maybe in a deeper league, start him as a flex. So for Cleveland. Wide receiver Josh Gordon and tight end Jordan Cameron are the two guys that you really want to have in your lineup. Running back Willis McGahee is a flex option. Wide receiver Devon Best, who we spoke about earlier, flex option. Defense is okay to start. I would not start quarterback Brandon Whedon. Brian Hoyer is on IR, so you definitely don't want to start him. Running back Desmond Benaya, questionable with a concussion. Don't start him. And don't start kicker Billy Condis. All right. Afternoon, or, well, late games, as you like to call them. <laughs> right, so the late games, yeah, not not as late as San Diego, Oakland last week, but oh. late nonetheless, we've got Tennessee at Seattle. And Seattle, that was disappointing that they, you know, lost their Weren't first game, good? but they probably should have lost their first game against Houston. But anyway, this coming week, I think they'll rebound at home. Tennessee keeps it close by on the virtue of their defense, but I think at the end, Seattle wins this by a little more than a touchdown. I'll say Seattle 28, Tennessee 20, and that's because yeah, Seattle has 12 men on the field, or maybe they finally have a 12th man. I think Tennessee will keep it respectable at least. Uh, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick's more second quarterback option. Let's not forget he is playing the Seattle defense. I like Chris Johnson and Nate Washington. I'd also start the defense. The rest of the wide receivers, I think you could generally use any of them as a flex if you needed to. This week's not the best matchup, but someone still is going to catch a deep ball and get you a few points. Um, But I'd stay away from the tight ends and kickers. For Seattle, Marshall and Lynch is as close to an automatic start as you can have in the league right now. Mm -hmm. Start him. Start the defense. Uh, not so keen. Tennessee's pretty good pass defense, so I'm not so keen. Russell Wilson, yeah. second quarterback. Uh, Golden Tate, Sidney Rice, Doug Baldwin, all more flex options for me. Tight end Zach Miller didn't play last week. If he plays this week, he's a flex option at best. So for Stephen Hauschka, uh, tight end Lucas and will start if Miller doesn't, but he shouldn't be in your lineup. Okay. Easy enough. All right. <laughs> Moving right along, we come to the game with the crazy point spread, and that's oh. Jacksonville at Denver. You may have read Jacksonville, the heaviest underdog 
in the NFL, I think, since the early days of the AFL-NFL merger back in the 60s. I think there was one, I forget if it was Baltimore and Atlanta or something like that back in the mid-60s where there was a 28-point spread. But I just, you know, usually we don't get into spread so much and we we predict scores, but I I just, there's no way I would take that. That's a sucker bet. Just, you know, there's too much that could go wrong there. And I think Jacksonville does have the beginnings of a passing attack now that Justin Blackman's back from his suspension. Except now they don't have Blake Gabbard again, so there's even no, less consistency. But, <laughs> but, you know, Chad Henry, you know, actually might be like a Chad starter there with, with a couple of decent wide receivers to throw to. Clay Harbor's been doing okay at tight end. Yeah, I, I think the main problem here with betting this game would be that Denver gets up to a real big lead real early, and then they just sit Peyton Manning, and then Jacksonville Take scores the and a meaningless point. touchdown or two at the end of the game, and then all of a sudden there goes your spread. But I think mm-hmm. Jacksonville, they'll be lucky to keep this within 20, but I think they keep it within 28. So I'll say Denver 34, Jacksonville 13. I agree. Uh, I would stay away from the Jacksonville quarterbacks unless – you're in a deep league or you're really desperate and you need to start Chad Henney just because this is not the world's best matchup. Uh, I like Maurice Jones-Drew. I would start Cecil Shorts and Justin Blackman. Uh, Like you said, I like what we saw last week from Blackman, kind of getting into his rhythm. Uh, Again, this is going to be kind of a tough one to gauge how you're going to get fantasy points out of Jacksonville just because you're not sure – if you're seeing ones or twos by the end of this game for Denver. And I think that I think they will get up to a pretty big lead and you may see some, some second tier guys coming in, but I think Jacksonville will cover the spread, but um, at least that's what I'm hoping since I already placed my bet, but I would stay away from the defense, the kicker, tight ends, the rest of the receivers. I don't think it's going to be the most competitive game of the day. Well, even if, even if Denver does have their first string in there, yeah, I'm not. I'm certainly not compla- comparing Chad Henney to Tony Romo in a good sense or a no, bad sense. No, I mean sense, I. I like Chad Henney. I respect him as a quarterback, and Denver's defense is not the most potent yeah, in the world. I just think well, that Chad Henney's getting screwed by being a starter and sitting, a starter and sitting. I just don't think he has a rhythm yet. Yeah, but part of that is on him too, because if he played well enough, then there wouldn't be any question, you know, if he goes out and throws for four or five touchdowns this weekend, there's no way that they're, you know, I, I think you could fairly safely assume that Wayne Gabbert's days as a starter there would be over, but I just, I can't see that happening, but we'll see. Hey, hey, so. focus. We got four games to get through. We're under 10 minutes. <laughs> All right. So for Denver quarterback Peyton Manning, start him. Start running back. No, Sean, I don't suck Moreno. Wide receivers, Wes Welker, Demarius Thomas, and Eric Decker. Tight end, Julius Thomas, kicker, Matt Prater in the defense. And I'd stay away from Monte Ball and Ronnie Hillman, the other running backs. All right. Let's keep rolling. Okay. So now we've got New Orleans at New England. New Orleans still undefeated. I know a lot of people think Tom Brady can't possibly be that bad two weeks in a row or that his offense can't be that bad two weeks in a row, that he has to throw mucho touchdowns this weekend. And I think he will throw for several touchdowns, but I just think New Orleans' offense and defense, the combination is better, and their offense is more in sync. I'll pick New Orleans to win this game 31-24. 
I'm taking New Orleans just because I want to see Tom Brady's head explode on the sideline. Um, and I think this is going to look similar to how Dallas and Denver looked last week. I think it's going to be a lot of points. Uh, I'm starting Drew Brees. I'm starting Darren Sproles, Pierre Thomas, Marquise Colson, Jimmy Graham, the kicker. Definitely not the defense, though. For New England, I'd start wide receivers Julian Edelman and Danny Amendola, assuming that the latter plays. Tom Brady, I'm not as keen on them, on him this week as, as you seem to be. Um, but I, for me, he's more of a second quarterback this week. Running back Stephen Ridley, questionable with knee injury. Like Eric Blunt, those guys are both flex options. Kendall Tompkins flex. Rob Gronkowski is supposedly going to be back, but he's a flex option yeah, for me. And kicker Stephen Gostkowski, okay. And I would take a pass on the defense. Smart play. All right. Arizona, San Francisco. Uh, not totally buying San Francisco's offense yet, but it's certainly better than Arizona's. And their defense is also better. San Francisco 21, Arizona 10. Yeah, I just – this game's going to be kind of a wash, I feel like. It just – neither team's going to come out looking all that great. I do think San Francisco wins. they win comfortably. I, I don't even want to start Carson Palmer this week. I'd rather start Chad Henney. Uh, I would start Richard Mendenhall because they have to score some points somewhere. Larry Fitzgerald's more of a flex option for me this week. I'd start the kicker, and that's pretty much it. So for San Francisco, I would start running back Frank Gore, tight end Vernon Davis in the defense. Colin Kaepernick, more of a second quarterback option for me this week. Wide receiver Anquan Bolden, flex. Uh, Arizona has a pretty good pass defense. Wide receiver Kyle Williams, don't start him and stay away from kicker Phil Dawson. I just don't think they're going to score that many points. No, I don't think so. It's going to be a weird game, I feel like. All right. This next game, I think, has more potential to be the this week's Dallas and Denver game. And coincidentally, this game also involves Dallas. But Shocker. it's Dallas and Washington. And uh, I think you could flip a coin on this, but I'll, I'll pick Dallas to win just because I know it's going to agitate you. So I'll pick Dallas to win 37-34. <laughs> I'm taking Dallas to win, although I'm very concerned about this game, um, especially since I'm doing the away team Washington this week. I know exactly who I would start on this. Um, I, I agree. I think this will be kind of a shootout, just what Dallas needs. Uh, I would start Robert Griffin III. I'd start Alfred Morris, Pierre Thomas, Leonard Hankerson, Santana, don't call me San Antonio, Moss. <laughs> you never called him San Antonio. <laughs> no, you, you called San Antonio a home San Antonio. You had trouble with Santana Moss a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, but, yeah I did. Uh, I, do, I do like tight end Jordan Reed, who's gotten healthy over the bye week. I would say no to the defense and maybe to the kicker. If I call him Santa Ana Moss, then I'm in trouble. Santa Ana wins. (laughs) So for Dallas, start quarterback Tony Romo, running back DeMarco Murray, wide receiver Des Bryant, tight end Jason Witten, kicker Dan Bailey. Terrence Williams, in spite of the offensive outbreak last week, is more of a flex option for me this week. Miles Austin supposedly was full practice today, but mm. even if he is, I'm I'm just not convinced he's 100% hamstring injuries and wide receivers don't usually go well together, so I would keep him on no. your bench, and I would not start Dallas's offense either. 
excuse me, their defense. <laughs> you should start their offense. <laughs> you should start their offense, yeah. That's what we want to do If offense here. were a fantasy category, you should definitely pick that Dallas That was one you week. should start. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, one that more brings game. us. We're going to make it. <laughs> we are. You, you doubted you doubted us, but I, I had faith. Never, that if never. I kept my jaw wagging a little bit faster and cut out <laughs> some of the side comments that we'd be there. We might even have time to do a, a suicide pick of the week if I get through this next game. So anyway, Monday night game, Indianapolis at San Diego. Two impressive, two impressive offenses, only one impressive defense. But I'll pick Indianapolis to win this Monday night game on the road. I'll say Indianapolis 31, San Diego 27. I was a little skeptical about Andrew Luck coming into the season because of the low completion percentage last week, last year. As I pointed out, even Mark Sanchez had a higher completion percentage last year than Andrew Luck, mm-hmm. but he's definitely stepped up his game this season. I like Andrew Luck. I picked him last week. I'm picking him again this week. Uh, I think they're going to be able to take San Diego, and we'll see. I I think this will be uh, a better Monday night game. I think it will be competitive at least, and it won't be at 11.30, so San Diego is probably excited about that. Uh, I am going to start Andrew Luck. I'm going to start Trent Richardson and Donald Brown. I'll start Reggie Wayne and T.Y. Hilton, who had a nice game last week, and I'm going to start the kicker, but not the defense. All right, for San Diego, I'm starting quarterback Philip Rivers, tight end Antonio Gates. Ryan Matthews, questionable with a concussion injury if he plays. He's a flex option. Danny Woodhead, otherwise, is a good flex option. Wide receivers, Vincent Brown. Keenan Allen has been a popular pickup on the waiver wire this week. So Vincent Brown, Keenan Allen, Eddie Royal, all flex options. Kicker Nick Novak, good to start. Wide receiver Malcolm Floyd still out, so don't start him and don't start the Chargers defense. All right, we made it. We did. All right, so some of our listeners are undoubtedly in these suicide, a.k.a. knockout pools where you have to pick a game each week. You have to pick a different team to win, and all you have to do is pick the winner. If your team wins, you go on to another week, and if they lose, you're out. So who would your who's your lock of the week if you have to pick one? Uh, the no-brainer would pick- yeah, the no-brainer would be Denver. So let's say somebody right. other than Denver. <laughs> right, well, let's say you've already used Denver. Say you picked them last week as the lock when they were against Dallas. So who, who, what other locks? I've got two other teams in mind that I would go to the well with this week. Uh, I would absolutely go with Kansas City, although you may disagree with me on that. And I would disagree with that. Yeah, and I'd probably go Chicago as well. All right, I would go Houston and San Francisco. Those would be my two locks yeah, for this ones. week. Well, uh, we'll see. Not too shabby. We'll, see. we'll no. see how this play out. We'll see. So I can't remember if I asked you this last week or not, but if you have a kicker or a defense on by, do you pick up a second kicker or defense, or do you just let that go, let the one you have go, even if it's a really good one? A lot of that's going to depend on how strong the rest of my team is. Like if I have if I've Peyton Manning throwing six touchdowns, I can probably eat having a kicker or a defense for a week. But if my quarterback is Brandon Whedon, I'm probably going to find a defense. <laughs> yeah, I I agree there. So, but yeah. anyway, looks like we've come to the end of the, the end show. Of it, 
Yeah, we will be back next week on Wednesday night from 9.30 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time, as we are every week. And, of course, you can find us all week long on Twitter at the number 4THNInchesShow. I'm at JKIM16 and Sherpa is fantasy underscore Sherpa. You can find us, uh, our email is the number 4THNInchesShow at gmail.com. We're on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page and at FantasyFootballSherpa.com all week long. And if you have any questions about who to start or who to sit, just shoot us a line and we'll be sure to get back to you. Thanks for the show, Jan, and have a great week, everybody.